Hello and welcome to Behind the Headlines for the week ending July 3rd, 2020. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Behind the Headlines is a new podcast from OBJ that looks at the top stories of the week. As usual, I'm joined by Peter Cavessi and David Sally, two of OBJ's editors. In today's podcast, we'll look at Amazon's big expansion plans for Ottawa, a Canada-based uh, video and security company that has scored $23 million in funding. And uh, the third story, Air Canada's plans and what it means for Ottawa. So let's go behind the headlines right now. Uh, story number one involves a story that uh, David Sally his, and, and Peter uh, as a team have been working on for many weeks. Uh, it's, there was a significant piece of uh, uh, development plan unleashed for Nepean and there was speculation for weeks and now we know uh, what's happening. So Peter, the uh, the big secret was revealed. So tell us about what's happening, Peter. So the news this week really does bring an end to that speculation as to who would be the tenant in this massive 2.7 million square foot uh, development uh, in the CityGate Business Park uh, in Barhaven. Uh, you know, all indications did point to, uh, to e-commerce and that ended up being the uh, uh, the, 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 the big player of, of the mall, Amazon, uh, setting up its second distribution center uh, in, uh, in Ottawa. Um, you know, something I found really, I guess, the most significant part of this story for me is the 1,000 jobs that it's going to to create. Now, of course, you know, uh, there's some people were pretty quick to point out on on social media these jobs uh, pay $16 an hour, not possibly, you know, what uh, you know economic development officials officials might uh, might dream of. But I couldn't help contrasting this to when there was the announcement of the first distribution center, which is on Boundary Road in uh, Southeast Ottawa. At that time, Ottawa's unemployment rate was at record lows, and you know some people were questioning where was Amazon going to to find uh, the the workers for that first distribu- distribution center. Now, of course, you know you do still have entire sectors of Ottawa's economy, such as you know retail and hospitality, that are still months away from um, getting back up to where they were a few months ago, and even when things are fully uh, fully back to, to normal. There are still questions about what those sectors uh, will uh, will look like. So certainly, I think from an employment point of view, uh, this is a really, really timely and good news for the local economy. It's, it's a great point, Peter, to think about the last Amazon plant versus this one, what was happening in the local economy. I mean, you know, in a sense, we can be a lot more grateful for uh, the jobs, although they're, you know, somewhat low paying uh it is a different economy so dave let's uh, let's bring you into this so you had an opportunity dave to uh to speak with amazon directly and get more information on the project and uh and what it will mean tell us about that yeah that's right mike i spoke uh this week um uh yesterday in fact uh to uh, amazon's uh Director of Canadian Customer Fulfillment Operations, uh, Sumega Kumar. And um, uh, because there was some speculation just exactly how big this facility was going to be, uh, Broccolini, that's the, that's the developer who's building uh, the, the, um, the, the fulfillment center, um, filed an application saying it would be 2.7 million square feet, as Peter mentioned. Um, Amazon, in its uh, news release uh, on Tuesday, said 450,000 square feet. So we were trying to figure that out. And as it turns out, that is the footprint of the new building, 450,000 square feet. So that means there are going to be multiple levels, as Broccolini alluded to in the um, in the site plan. Um, Amazon wouldn't say exactly how many levels, but clearly 
this is going to be in that you know two two point seven million range for sure. That's a huge building, much bigger than anything else. Obviously, Amazon's got the Boundary Road facility. That's a million square feet. So we know this is going to be a huge facility. And um, it's going to deliver uh, smaller items than the Boundary Road facility, which has very high ceilings to accommodate, you know, uh, a much, much larger um, uh, consumer goods. This is going to be things like uh, smaller electronics, books, DVDs, toys. Those are the things that are going to be distributed from the Barhaven facility, uh, which is going to use cutting edge robotics, as um, as uh, as uh, the Amazon executive told me. Um, and uh, and uh, basically, she said that they really like the location of the Barhaven site. It's right near the 416, easy access to highway. Uh, which 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 means you can get to big population centers quickly, um, and she said um, she said they were going to work hard to make it happen as quickly as possible. Um, James Beach from Broccolini told me Tuesday they're targeting a, a fall 2021 completion date, and um, and uh, um, uh, Kumar told me that yeah you know that could be in the timeline. It'll definitely be next year, and they'll have. They'll have a better idea of the launch date um, as construction moves along. Machinery is already working at the site, uh, so the construction process has, in fact, already begun, um, which gives you an indication that they aren't wasting any time in getting this uh, this new facility underway. Okay, so let's go to story number two. Uh, Dave, you took the lead on this one uh, as well. Uh, I mentioned it in the intro. It's a Canada-based company that uses video security analytics packages it all up. Uh, the company's called Solink, and they got $23 million financing round, which uh, in this environment, again, is, is pretty significant. Tell us about what's happening with, uh, with Solink. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Again, this is a... Another uh, really cool company in Canada uh, that uses, um, again, uses artificial intelligence, uh, uh, you, you know, machine learning, data analytics to um, to help cu customers uh, with their with their security and um, and uh, but not just security. They, they it really helps uh, customers from a workflow perspective, sort of uh, analyze just how they're doing their work. Uh, Solink kind of marries video surveillance technology with its um, with its AI software to really give companies an idea of exactly what's happening uh, in every store, every, um, you know, every location, whether it's a bank branch, uh, finance is one of its key customer verticals, whether it's a quick service restaurant, Tim Hortons and Five Guys Burgers are two of its customers, so that they can keep a, keep track. They can look at the video they and they can kind of marry that with with say, uh, point of sale data, inventory data to figure out uh, what's happening, and, and can actually use it to even kind of flag fraud. They know they can look at, a, they can precisely find out when a transaction happened and look at the video at that precise moment to see what's happening. Um, so right now, those are its big verticals: finance, um, finance, quick service restaurants, and retail. And uh, Mike Matta, the CEO, told me last week. Uh, that they're going to use this $23 million to really try and ramp up and expand into other verticals as well. He says, speaking of Amazon, that he sees a golden opportunity for Solink in warehouses and distribution centers, where companies like 
say Amazon uh, or Shopify could could look at video footage um, and then at the same time kind of sync that up with data from the scanners that employees use every time they take a product off a shelf and put it in a package and ship it off to, to kind of leave an audit trail, as he says, so that you know exactly where the package is at every step along the way. You can, you can figure out exactly how long it takes to move a package from one point to another. And in that way, it might help these e-commerce companies figure out areas where maybe they can be a little more efficient and get orders out even faster. So um, he really thinks there's another big opportunity there. He also says the Solink probably needs to do a better job of penetrating the verticals it's already in. Uh, even though it does a great job of expanding its revenues from existing customers year over year, uh, they, you know, they're growing their uh, they're recurring revenues from existing customers at more than 140% a year. But what they don't do as well is, uh, is tap into all of their customers' uh, uh, capacity, if you want to call it that. Uh, Solink's products are only found in about a quarter of, say, the Tim Horton franchises right now. Um, so he says if they could get that up to close to 100%, well, you can do the math and figure out just exactly how much more revenue that can bring in for them. Uh, they're at about 80 people right now, and he says they're just going to keep hiring and growing in a very disciplined way, um, whether that's hiring here in Ottawa or beyond. He says they already, uh, about 20% of their workforce already works outside of the National Capital Region. So they'll hire the best talent wherever they can find it. And, uh, and Matt just said, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the success comes from hiring the right people and letting them do their jobs and as he put it so well, growth is the byproduct of doing everything else well. And uh, so far, Solink seems to be on a pretty good path. Hmm. Yeah, um, I liked when he said, uh, he, he succinctly said the, the mission of the company is to make our software uh, indispensable. <laughs> so that, that kind of yeah, summarizes exactly. it nicely. So listen, we're going to go to the uh, third and final story. This involves Air Canada. As we all know, the airline industry has been, wow, just massively impacted. In fact, I think Air Canada lost somewhere in the, the range of a billion dollars last quarter. Um, that obviously has big ramifications for um, all Canadians and specifically our airports. Peter, so tell us about um, what Air Canada cuts means to Ottawa. So something that we've talked about on this podcast before is how Ottawa's tourism recovery as well as uh, recovery at the uh, at the Ottawa airport is going to be driven primarily by domestic travel uh, for the foreseeable future. So that sort of trajectory, that recovery did suffer a bit of a setback this week with some news from Air Canada that it would be uh, indefinitely suspending, as it put it, uh, five routes uh, serving the nation's capital. So routes from Ottawa to London, Regina, Saskatoon, Moncton and Fredericton uh, are all being uh, being uh, put on ice. So obviously that's uh, not not good news. Uh, we want as many uh, direct flights uh, from Ottawa uh, as, uh, as as possible. Uh, however, there's a couple of things to, to really sort of keep in mind to keep this uh, in context. The first is that uh, Mike, as you mentioned, uh, Air Canada is facing some significant uh, challenge global challenges as as a company. This is part of a national trend, so it's not a uh, a, re a reflection necessarily of uh, the strength of the Ottawa market or demand. Uh, 
uh, in Ottawa. It's part of a company-wide effort to uh, reduce uh, reduce some capacity. Uh, the other thing that, that I sort of noted is that these are secondary markets. Like I said, we do want as many direct flights as possible. But of course, Air Canada and some of the other big airlines do have uh, a, a habit of trying uh, to, to funnel a lot of passengers through their major hubs, uh, Toronto uh, specifically. Uh, obviously, we on, on this panel, we've got Dave, uh, who has a family uh, in Saskatchewan. I asked him, generally speaking, when you're flying, uh, flying home, are you more likely to be put on that Ottawa Regina flight or being shuffled through through Toronto? And he said that even as he flew, uh, flew, flew home more often than not, he'd be put through through Toronto. So, you know, I think that uh, it is important just to keep in mind that uh, that we do still have those um, uh, the direct routes to the major uh, major markets and. Uh, that um, over the summer, as demand picks up, we are likely to uh, to start to see a service increase again. Yeah, <clears throat> no, no, no. It's it's it, it makes sense. You know, in a we're not losing connections to those cities. We'll have to probably go through a, a center like Toronto or something like that. Uh, but they still are reachable, and and some of the places uh, that you rhymed off there, Peter, probably not the biggest uh, business destinations. In terms of uh, business people traveling on a regular basis, so we're going to wrap things up now. Uh, before we do that, uh, Dave, give us a sense of what you're working on next week. Yeah, uh, like well, actually, this morning I um, had a, uh, a great chat with um, with actually a fellow Saskatchewan native, Martin Sendick. Uh, he just recently took over, in fact, uh, in early June as CEO of a. Of a pretty interesting uh, Ottawa company called Lydica, um, and uh, so so they do uh, uh, they make um, software that uses machine learning and artificial intelligence again to help companies in the electronic space compare prices and make sure they're getting uh, the best possible um, bang for their buck, so to speak, in the components they buy. Um, so it's a really interesting company. They use a SaaS model and they work with some of the biggest electronics manufacturers in the world. Uh, Fortune 500 companies are a big part of their client roster. Um, so um, uh, Martin's uh, uh, told me his job is to help them scale up and, and grow their revenues even more. Uh, he comes with a pretty uh, good pedigree. He just spent the last five years in the C-suite at Ascent Compliance, which is obviously as uh, most of our viewers know, one of Ottawa's fastest growing tech firms, uh, he was their chief product officer there and he really helped scale up their SaaS offering. So he uh, he told me a little bit about what he hopes to do at Lytica and um, and so we can expect to see some some big things out of that company in the, in the months and years to come. Okay, great. Well, we'll look forward to that, Dave. And uh, final word goes to you, Peter. What are you working on uh, these days? Well, we just got underway our annual book of lists uh, research. This is uh, one of OBJ's most popular and uh, and uh, largest uh, undertakings that we do in a year. So, uh, as we have to say, even in this age of uh, Google and LinkedIn, uh, there are there is no substitute for uh, for OBJ's uh, book of lists. This is uh, the most comprehensive uh, business guide to uh, companies and organizations doing business here in the nation's capital. Uh, the way we compile it is through um, uh, uh, outbound surveys and. 
lot of phone calls. So uh, I do have a big ask for our audience. Uh, our researcher, uh, Lisa Thibodeau, is uh, busy sending out uh, emails. So when you do see that email land uh, in your inbox, please do take just a few minutes just to review uh, the information and uh, share, uh, share a little bit of news uh, about your company and uh, help us uh, paint this uh, picture of Ottawa's uh, incredibly uh, uh, diverse uh, and um, uh, deep uh, business community and share that story with uh, with the wider community. Yeah, it's um, it's a project that's been going on for about twenty years. Book list and people just love it. It uh, I I I'm, I like what you said there a minute ago. It's you know we all think that uh, Google searches can solve all questions. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And uh, if you need evidence of that, look at the book list because it includes information that you can't just find in a uh, in a quick, uh, quick web search. So that's all the time we have for today. Um, uh, just a reminder, you can watch this uh, podcast on YouTube, uh, the Ottawa Business Journal's account. You can listen to it on Spotify and SoundCloud. And we uh, ask all of our readers stay connected with us by visiting obj.ca, our website, which is updated regularly throughout the day. Uh, that's it for this week. So for Peter Cabessi and David Sally, I'm Mike Curran signing off. Uh, please stay connected. Cheers.